So trauma to triumph, and I've gotten questions over the last couple of weeks about, I hear you, Pastor, but what am I to do? And that's the title of today's message, what am I to do? Um, As long as you tolerate, write some notes real quick. They gave me eight minutes and 45 seconds. They, man, they they tripping, man. At least give me a full 10. Who up, who, who up at that desk? That, that's PC, see? He's been on vacation. He always come back a little carnal. We got to get him back into the... As long as you tolerate lingering symptoms of trauma, you're allowing the enemy to keep you shackled because trauma does not have to define you. It doesn't have to torment you in your thinking or follow you through life. Jesus wants us to be free, write this down, from every dis-ease in our life. When you said dis-ease, I'm not talking about diseases and cancer and that because he wants you to be free of all of that, but dis-ease, anything that's making you uncomfortable in your life, on the bad side, he wants you to be free from that. He wants to loose you from shackles and be free from rejection and neglect. Um, abuse as a child, um, divorce, betrayal, the effects of divorce. We're going to do a teaching on why divorce is sometimes necessary because we have not been balancing that in the body of Christ. And people come in my office and I'm like, you need to let go. Why, what are you holding on for? And I'm a divorce-proof guy. But there are things, you got to really hear God on that, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there are effects of divorce now, don't, now, don't you run out here and say, see, Pastor said we should all get divorced. <laughs> Lucius, you ain't been cooking. Pastor said, I'm free to let you go. <laughs> Betrayal, loss of a family member, extreme financial pressure or loss. Um, no matter what you have endured, emotional trauma is not a life sentence. And you have the authority, as they sang about this morning, to take your life back. But what am I to do? Number one, I don't have time to go through all I wanted to say. I'm just going to give you these five things, and then we'll sort them out later. Now, see, I hear somebody in the Holy Ghost. See, I'm glad he said that because I've been thinking about leaving cookie. Listen, we got to get to the point where hearts are no longer pliable. If hearts are no longer pliable, not you just mad and offended, but if hearts are no longer pliable, and you've done everything you know to do, and you've counseled, and you've prayed, and you've cried, and you've waited, and hearts are no longer pliable. Somebody said, mm. We got to talk about this stuff in church. People are sitting in things with false doctrine. Lady came to us, and she was getting physically abused. And I says, what are you doing? Why are you there? But the Bible said, and my pastor has said, no, 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 no. The scripture ain't going to put nobody in danger. So that's a whole nother message. Let me get back over here to my, my notes. Somebody was pulling it. That's why I had to say that, though. Um, so what am I to do regarding this going from trauma to triumph? Number one, you must want to overcome. Write that down. You must want to overcome. Why is that even a question, Pastor? Because some people don't want to. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made whole? 
Some people like the fact of wearing a jacket of trauma because it keeps them in this victim mentality. It keeps them blaming others. And, and, and you don't have to do that. You are victorious in Jesus Christ, and you must want to overcome. When Jesus asked him that, do you want to be made whole? And I'm thinking, why would Jesus ask him, and the man is blind, the man is maimed, do he want to be made whole? Who don't want to be made whole? Some people don't. Some people don't. Um, so you must want to overcome. Um, sorting through deep-rooted pain can some ways or sometimes feel like you're living these things all over again, but you wanting to be free comes with work. And the first part of that is being honest with yourself about wanting to be free and wanting to overcome. This is very simple. So I'm glad y'all got your shouting in. This is very simple, but it's very powerful. Ask yourself, do I want to overcome what happened to me in my past? Because I'm not my past, I'm not what happened to me, and I've carried it long enough. Do I want to be free from this? Do I want my mind to be free? Do I want the peace that I sing about? Do I want to walk in destiny? Do I want to be able to deal with people that naturally I couldn't deal with? Do I want to be able to forgive and move forward in my life? It doesn't erase what happened, but it doesn't lock you there. And some of us have been locked in hells that happened to us years ago. And we've been singing through them, praying through them, and getting counsel through them. Even with therapy, you got to first admit that I want to overcome. If not, y'all just having a talk. And you just paying for it, for it. But I'm going to be better. I'm going to get free when I come to the altar, when I go to counseling. Whatever I'm doing is so I can overcome the things that happen in my life. That's the whole point of the local community. We can come and get better. Because everybody came in here with some kind of drama, trauma, or dysfunction. Raise your hand if you did not. If you did not, if you never had trauma, drama, or dysfunction, raise your hand. Look around. There's no hands up. This is why grace is necessary because everybody is coming from some walk in life. Some have overcome some things and some things they haven't overcome. Some, 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 some have great testimonies of how the hell they were in got turned it into a thing of victory. That's, that's the importance of life groups and you being around other believers because um, we're all going through or coming out of something. We all have gained victory in some areas. There are some areas I have victory stamped in and there are some areas I'm still working on. There are some people I've forgiven, but I still can't, I still can't really deal with them. So I'm working on that part of me. Can we be honest in here? Like I do. Yeah, you can't forget them. Then. No, I forgive them. But I'm not, I'm not comfortable with them yet. I don't necessarily trust them yet. And God will work all that out. Say amen to that. Amen. And the reason some of y'all running into issues is because you've been taught backwards on forgiveness. And you do a three-minute phone call, now y'all out eating wings and you really ain't dealt with nothing. So you must want to overcome. Number two, you must stop the blame game. You must stop the blame game. You just, pro you just proved that all of us have dysfunction, trauma, or some kinds of trouble in our life. Matter of fact, John 16, says, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trauma. You will have dysfunction. But he has overcome the world. And once you get saved, you have the ability to live an overcoming life. You have the ability to live an exceeding, abundant, above all you can answer, think, kind of life. 
the good life. John 10, 10. I come that you may have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. You deserve to live without baby mama drama, baby daddy drama, um, family drama, financial drama, drama in your body, pains, diagnosis. You, you, you deserve to live above that. That's the whole point of the cross. That's the whole point of the cross. The finished works of Jesus Christ. He settled all that on our behalf and we just need to receive it. That's the whole point. So how do I do that? That's the whole point of coming to a local church, getting in a life group and being discipled. Being discipled. I don't I believe you can be discipled in one area, but not in another. I don't think we've been discipled enough and, and are disciples of Jesus enough in the area of love. So faith, you got it, but love, you still working. You know, and, and, and so I think that's important. Stop the blame game. You will have trouble in this world, and the one responsible for all the evil is the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places that tries to, to deposit in us inner wickedness that we act out of that's against the word of God. Yeah, we didn't cause the trouble, the damage, but we are responsible for the repair. Write that down. You didn't cause the trouble. You didn't cause the damage in your life. You were born into that family. You, 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 you never met your mom. You, you, you were in foster care or whatever happened. Your mother was abusive. Your dad was on drugs or whatever happened that was not supposed to happen. The minute you came out of your mother's womb, something began to write on the tablets of your heart. And you don't grow out of that. You grow with it until you deal with it. It grows up with you. And so we end up in a local church and thank God for a church like a lifeline where you have Tuesday night teachings and devotions. You have Wednesday night community talk. You have Sunday morning gatherings where you can learn how to live better than what you've been living and how to overcome things that you didn't even sign up for. You didn't sign up for this dysfunction. You didn't sign up for it. As, as foster parents, when they call us about foster kids, they didn't sign up for that. They didn't sign up to be take, taken from their parents' home at a young age, whatever, for whatever reason, and in some stranger's house, they didn't sign up for it. But at some point, even in their lives, they have to be responsible now for fixing what they didn't even break. So we got to stop the blame game. I hate to see people always blaming somebody. It's their church. It's their pastor. It's their job. It's their boss. It's their dad. It's their mom. It's their brother. It's always somebody else. And, and I'm, 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 I'm just into this thing, Drew, of looking in the mirror. I think it was Michael Jackson that wrote the song. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. We, don't, we, we walk right past that mirror. Because some things we caused and some things we did not. I'm not making little of what happened to you. Say, I didn't cause it. I know you didn't. But you still can't go through life blaming somebody else because they've moved on. And you blaming them won't get you free. Romans 12 and verse 2 says we must be, write this stuff down real quick. We must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Again, Genesis 12, we talked about it last week and the week before, escaping the mental environment that has you stuck in trauma and its fruits. Now, go back and listen to the last weeks, and this all will make sense if this is your first time. Psalms 10 and verse 14 proves that there are victims in life. There are victims in life, but the victims, write down Psalms 10 and verse 14, NIV, 
It says, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. But we commit ourselves to the Lord so we won't be victims because we are victors. Say, I am victorious in Christ. Yeah, you are no longer powerless. You have authority. You have grace. You have mercy. You are an overcomer. And you can overcome anything that has happened to you in life. Anything. Anything. And there are some horrible things that have happened in our lives because of Adam's fall. It was not intended that we, it was not even intended that ladies have pain in childbirth. It came because of the fall. But do you know you can get so far in him that you have a baby without that pain? Amen. At least the ladies ought to say amen. Number three, embrace your identity in Christ. Now I'm going quick because I want to give you this. You can come back and we can dance tonight with the ministers of movement who did a, I think they're ready for us too, man. Trauma, you know, embrace your identity in light in Christ because trauma has the ability to challenge the basic understanding of who we are. Trauma and dysfunction will leave you confused and uncertain. It tampers with your view of the world. Um, it'll magnify your inadequacies and have you living with lack of confidence. Um, it messes with your relationships and things like that. But we must find our true identity in Christ. Once you are born again, you find out who you are in Christ. Now, I'm going to help you with this because we have, you have handouts available. Is it online? Where is it? It's online? Okay. So I, I, want, I want, before I finish, I want, I want hard copies as well. So let somebody know that because I don't want you to have any hindrance to getting to this. I want you to have it right away. And I have created a list that's called Who I Am in Christ. And, and it, 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 it gives you declarations with the scripture and you need to confess this every day because sometimes we get in this place where we just don't know who we are. And you say, yes, I do. No, you don't because I hear it when it comes out of your mouth. You, you talk low about yourself. You talk bad about yourself. You talk about what you're not and what you can't do. And all of that is against God and how he sees you. God sees you finished. He sees you complete. He loves you completely. And you got to align your mouth with how he thinks and sees you. And so I have um, 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 put this together, and it is online, right, Shantae? Where is it online? It's on the app. So if you have an iPhone, can you get it on the other phone too? See my phone here. Because I know some of y'all got them Androids, and you need to be apostolic like the rest of us. Um, so listen, you can go to the, the Lifeline app, go to the app store, type in Lifeline Church or whatever. I don't know how to do it. It's just on my phone. And you pull it up, it looks like this, and, and it gives you updates, it gives you notifications. Whenever we drop something in there, it'll tell you, hey, you can watch the service on there. But right now, you can go in there, and it is under, under resources, and, and you'll see the thing called um, um, Who I Am in Christ. Everybody, can y'all see that? Go do it right now. Everybody do it right now. Yeah, you got it? She has it. See there? And so what you do every day when you get up, instead of getting up talking about that, if it ain't one thing, it's another. Get up and confess who you are in Christ. They ain't call me back yet. Maybe they ain't going to give me for the job. I never going to call me back. I probably ain't even, I ain't even qualified. No, no, no. Align your mouth to what God thinks about you every single day. 
and it'll help you when people try to tell you who you're not. Because people, 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 they treat you based on the page of your life they came in on. And if it's a bad page, they leave you right there. They, 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 can't, they can't see you beyond that because they can't see themselves beyond that. People put off on you how they feel about themselves. That's why you got to watch your circle because your circle is important in helping you identify and walk in who you are in Christ. Yep, you're, you're not who, you, who you've been. You're not what you did. You're not none of that. I see people that had babies and they were not married. That, that girl is 35, got two kids on, and you still condemned by that? That means you're not practicing who you are in Christ. God is not, he is not stuck on you had a baby 30 years ago without a husband. And why do we keep talking about the lady and not talk about the man anyway? It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a Holy Ghost um, conception. You, you are God's most valuable masterpiece. Listen, you are, say, I am God's favorite. Now you says, how can you be and I'm his favorite too? We all can be his favorite because he's God. And he loves us all completely. So you're not nasty. You, you're not crazy. You're not schizophrenic. You're not bipolar. You're not, you're, you're, you're not, you're not a nigger. You're, you're, you're not a hoe. You're, you're, you're not a trick. That's not who you are. I know they call you that. Some of your mamas called you that. You're nasty hoe. It doesn't matter who called you that. That's not who you are. And mama sometimes didn't know any better because that's how she was raised. She was taught. I remember watching the show called um, Fix My Life. And, and it broke. I sat there in tears watching this lady and her daughters and the way she talked to her daughters. And, and it, it, it took the whole show for her to say, that's how my mama talked to me. That's all I knew how to do. She actually fought her daughters and, and she cussed them every day. And, and you can say, well, I'm strong. That don't bother me. It bothers you. The biggest lie I was told on the playground was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words are never hurt. That's a lie. Words are spiritual containers going somewhere to manifest. And some of us live at the level of words that were spoken over us right now. And that's become your limit because somebody spoke that over you. You ain't gonna never be nothing. You stupid. You just like your daddy. You can't even read. Look at you. You can't tie your shoes. And it stuck you right there. So you married now and you tying your shoes. And your husband said, come on, girl, we got to go. Well, I'm just trying to tie my shoes. I ain't stupid. And you said, well, I didn't call you stupid. I just said, we got to go. You got church started in a half hour. But it was a trigger for you because when you was little and you were trying to tie your shoes, mom said, look, you're so stupid, you can't even tie your shoes. And you don't grow out of that. That grows up with you. That's why it's important when you're dating and we'll talk about it on Wednesday night. Stop just talking about the shrimp and the movies and, and, and the shoes and the clothes. Let's talk about this soul arena. Talk about how you were raised. Yeah, both parents are one. How, how was, was your house a pleasant home or was it a violent home? What's going on here? Because shrimp ain't going to keep you. And being single ain't going to kill you. Just like being married ain't going to heal you. Come on here. So who I am in Christ? Y'all got it? I see the Android folks still pushing buttons, y'all. 
Philippians chapter one. Come on, I got to go because I want to get them out on time, Courtney, so we can get them back in time for your five o'clock. Um, yeah, okay. It's 11.42, so I'll be done in about three minutes, okay? Um, verse, yeah, here we go. Amplified classic edition. I'm convinced, and I'm sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ, right up until the time of his return, developing, said developing, developing. that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. You will always be under some type of construction. He's always trying to work some in you and some out of you, but he's committed to completing what he began in you. He's committed to that. Look at number four. Number four, you got to renew your faith in God. You got to believe that it's possible for you to live in triumph even after trauma. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Some of y'all have children now and you were never raised yourself. No, you had a home, you had food, but you were never nurtured, you were never developed, you were never affirmed. And now you have to do that for your children. But with God, all things are possible. Are you listening to me? I am convinced. I, I, I had to get this guy on social media because he's badgering the church of old and the, the fathers and mothers of old. You can't do that. I believe people did what they knew to do with what they had. And so we don't get to go badgering the saints of old. Even our parents, we don't get to badger them. God blessed their hearts. God arrest some of their souls. They did what they knew to do with what they had. My mama, she was on drugs. Why was she on drugs, though? My daddy smoked crack. Why did he smoke crack? What trauma was he dealing with? What was, what was eating him? What was, what was he wrestling with? And I told you last week, you know, we teach this, this unbalance that you, you got you to gotta be in wife material before you get married. And you got to be in husband material before you get married. No, I got to be in man material and she got to be in woman material. I got to know who I am and she knows who she is as a man and a woman. As London and Reggie, then we come together. And most of us didn't do that. We came together trying to figure out who we were. At the same time, they put on top of us the title of husband now. Oh, and then father now. Oh, and then mother now. And I'm still trying to figure out who I am. So we got you out here doing all this premarital stuff, trying to be a wife and learn how to cook and wear the apron. Go sit down. Find out who you are. Who are you? What are you called to do in life? What's your destiny? What's in your heart? What are your fears? What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Not I'm just trying to be a wife. I'm just trying to be a wife. I'm just trying to be a wife. I just want to be a husband. I want to be a good husband. I mean, a husband to my wife. We was 23, 21, 22. No, she was 20. We was young. Tanya, we was young, and I said, we was dumb. No, we was dumb. There's certain things we just didn't even know because we thought love would be enough. It's a whole nother, okay, so, so next week we're going to get into the unmarried, got the unmarried panel, then unmarried teaching, then next is the, un, the married panel and the married teaching, so I'm kind of ahead of myself, but I can help you. 
27 years, I can help you. And we ain't been 27 years pastors quoting scriptures and reading the Bible either. There's some days Drew, I didn't like London. There's some days she didn't like me. There's some days I questioned it all. There's some days I told her, you go back home to your mama. You go back home to your mama. And, 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 and marriage, marriage alone brings a tax. But imagine being married in front of people and praying for other couples and standing in the gap for you. Tell your neighbor, say, that's in two weeks, Pastor. That's in two weeks. Great commercial, though. Renew. That means stop? Oh, did he stop playing on me? All right. Well, I guess I'm done then. I, I met your grandfather yesterday. Yeah. Who else is that? All y'all playing? So what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Y'all doing sound check on me or something? That's the Oscar music. Listen, keep my sermon out of your... No, I'm just playing. Okay, so... Okay, so um, Luke chapter 1, for with God nothing shall be impossible. 1 John chapter 4, write that down. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. This is Paul talking about how he was crushed and overwhelmed beyond his ability to endure. He said, I thought I would never live through what I was going through. He said, in fact, look at it real quick. Y'all can keep playing. Y'all keep playing. Look at it. Look at it. He says, go back to verse, what I tell you? Eight. Okay. No, eight is fine. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, but the trouble went through in the province of Asia. Stay with me. I'm almost done. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. It's what trauma does to you. This is what deep dysfunction does to you. And we thought we would never live through it. Some, some of us thought we wouldn't live through it. Some of us tried to kill ourselves. We tried to end it ourselves. If you be honest, most of us, I, I'm, I'm surprised here many people who said, I thought about it. I thought about suicide. And see, in, 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 in certain parts of our kingdom walk, that was forbidden. You don't, you're supposed to have, you've got too much faith to be thinking about that. Look, look, look. In fact, we expect it to die. But as a result, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God. How do you go from trauma to triumph? You got to transfer your trust. If you can't trust people, you got to trust God. There's some folk I, I just, I'm struggling with trusting. There's some folk that don't trust me. See, trauma is just like relational struggles. It has reciprocity. People, people get me talking about, and hey, you hurt me? Well, you hurt me too. We're all human. We all hurt. And when there's relational fallout, both parties are hurt. Trust me, they're both hurting. And they're both trying to figure out how to fix it or do I want to fix it or get past whatever happened. And, and, and the enemy comes and sits on that. 
to keep you apart, to keep you from resolve, to keep you from restoration, to keep you from forgiveness, to keep you from even talking. Because you're both hurt. You're both in pain. You're both trying to understand how can they do that? How can they say that? And a lot of it, if you get to the middle of it, it didn't even happen. It's community stuff. It's somebody else said or somebody else heard. And, and you can't live by that. We're going to go from trauma to triumph. You got to trust God. When you can't trust him or her, you got to trust God. You can't find a scripture, at least I can't, neither, where it says to trust people. It says love people. It says trust God. Yeah, that's what it says. So Paul says, Paul says, and now Paul, Paul talking about shipwreck and stuff. We, we, this, this stuff they read in the Bible, Steve, this, we talking about some list. We talking about you left my church or we don't talk no more. You, I heard, you, we, we, we got to grow up. I saw somebody at the store last week. They didn't even want to speak to me. I said, man, we, we too big for this. I ain't nothing to you. But see, you know, but I heard. I'm not what you heard. You can't even say hello to me in the store? What are we doing? What, what are we doing, man? I, I, I'm like, this is crazy. So, 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 God is dealing with people with trusting, but love them. He says, he says, he says, I stopped relying on myself. Start trusting in God. And the last one, because I don't have time. Because what I want to tell you is how trusting in God shows you your future and helps you dismantle regret. Can we talk about that next time? But number five, so what am I to do? Number five, forgive, love, and honor again. And forgive yourself. Don't forget that last one. Forgive yourself. I forgave him, but I don't love him. Well, you, you got to love him. I love him, but I don't honor him. You got to honor him. And you got to forgive yourself. I can give you a whole host of scriptures on forgiveness. I don't have time to do it. But one of them says, be ready to forgive. One of them says this, make allowances for others' faults, which means they're going to do something. If you're in relationship with somebody, they're going to play the fool at some point. One of y'all going to play the fool at some point. Stop acting like you're the one always innocent in all your relationships. Be careful the people that act like they always the one that ain't done nothing. I said, oh, I know what I'm dealing with. You telling me about the problem? I'm actually talking to the problem. Let me, let me back up off of this because you, you ain't done nothing wrong. I don't want to hear it. And I got to have enough wisdom that if you bring me some, okay, thank you. I put that on the shelf because I ain't heard from them yet. I don't get to conclude the matter and I ain't heard both sides of the matter. Immature people do that. Forgive. It's tough. Love. It's tough. Honor again. It's tough. Forgive yourself. It's tough. But you have the capacity to do it. Stand up. 
you have the capacity to do it. What does that mean? That means you can do it. It's tough, but you can do it. Tell your neighbor, say, you can do it. I, I pray that this message, this teaching is helping you because it's helping me. It's definitely helping me and my family. 